like that's the worst possible thing. Like you're oh, kissing in front of the soda. No, it's unhygienic. <laughs> okay, so so hi, hi. How are you oh, today? I'm cracking on. <laughs> Any little obstacles stepping in my way, I'm just powering through. And uh, no, overall, I've had a pretty good day. How are you doing? Awesome. Also pretty good. There's um. I'm in that like buzzy problem solving adrenaline mode where there's like, there's a bunch of stuff happening at work that it's unexpected, like crises. And mm. it's, it's just got this like momentum going that I can keep doing it. It's okay. Everything's under control. I got it. You got, but I got to keep, got to keep moving because the second I stop, it's just going to be like, <sighs> yeah. Done. So yeah. that's where I'm at today. I have an energy that is, all kinds of wacky. Uh, hopefully, that's going to make it a fun episode because it's a really fun, really fun episode of the show. So, who are we anyway? We are the Belladonna Watch Club. Come get cozy with us while we dig into iconic shows and movies that one of us has never seen before. So, the rules are that somebody is coming with fresh eyes and somebody has already seen it. Yeah, yeah, and we might throw in one that we've actually both seen from time to time. You know, just to just to yeah. keep the good vibes. Or going. neither <laughs> of us, or neither of us have seen. If we, that's true. Yeah, I've been wondering actually. Like, should we have like a live review special or something? You know, that like could be fun. A reaction special. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, just live stream. No. And see what happens. Yeah, no, could be fun. <laughs> so we are watching. Gilmore Girls season one. This is episode seven, Kiss and Tell. Uh, I'm Lisa. I've seen it. And I'm Jenny. And I am the fresh eyes this week. All right. So this episode, Rory gets her first kiss and it's apparently a big dramatic thing because she does not tell Lorelai, which I guess in their mother-daughter relationship that is a big faux pas. I think it's pretty normal in every other mother, mother-daughter relationship. Uh, I think so. In the world of Gilmore Girls, Rory not telling Lorelai caused some issues, and then Lorelai decides to invite Dean to movie night at their house. So yes, that's Dean, of course, being the lucky recipient or the the instigator, in fact, of yeah. this of this first kiss. In case you thought it might be anybody else, <laughs> it's yeah. not Tristan. Thank God. Oh, oh goodness, that would be a whole other episode. Um, <laughs> so, what did you think? I really enjoyed that this episode was sort of. Um, it felt a bit like a tighter focus. Um, mm. I do like the ones that are sort of spread out and we get like the huge cast, but I kind of, I really liked that it was mostly focused around the two Gilmores, Dean and like Lane, essentially like Lane shows up, but that felt like the focus. I think Luke, yeah, Luke shows up and a couple of the others, but anything to do with like first kiss and like early romance and feelings and stuff. I just, <laughs> obviously it's so exciting and so entertaining. And, um, God, I only wish that my first kiss was like Rory's. Can we can we discuss first kisses here? Like, are, do you feel comfortable talking about your first kiss? <laughs> oh boy, um, you don't have to. <laughs> well, it's just that <laughs> I don't really. I was 
an early bloomer, let's say. Mm-hmm. Like, like work. Really, really early. Like, I was chasing boys in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared for this conversation. That's fine. You don't have to. Talk you don't about have yours? To. We're safe. Well, I have two. <laughs> because I have my first technical one and my first real one. But the story about my first technical one is a lot more interesting than my first real one. Well, because um, my first technical one was for a play. And you were there. I was. My first kiss was on dress rehearsal of our uh, senior drama class play. Um, it was Cinderella. And uh, Marco, wherever you are out there. Shout out to Marco for being my Prince Charming and for being my first kiss. Um, it was in front of my entire drama class. <laughs> and, the, and also the guy who would end up being my first real kiss. He was in the room too. He was like the other end of the hall. But uh, yeah, my first kiss was to a sweaty upper lip. <laughs> he had like, I mean, his costume was like <laughs> nasty, like polyester velvet. And there was like stage lights on us. It was It was a lot, but I do find it quite funny that we waited until dress rehearsal to even kiss in in this scene. Um, Yep. It was Cinderella. (laughs) So our Miss Jenny here was the leading lady. She was Cinderella. Whereas I was woman. That was my role. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, chorus, fine. Important to the show. Totally into that. Vital. All the... Other characters were like woman with baby, woman with whatever. I was just nondescript woman. I didn't even have any kind of like indicator. I'm just, you know, hijacking a first kiss story to complain about that, Mr. Crossfit. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but but we your character supposed- did have some story. Your character had a husband. She was complaining. I wish I hadn't married Sam. Right? That was you, I, wasn't I, it? I honestly... <laughs> forgot that I even had that line. <laughs> um, I remember. That makes sense then, that I've just been reduced to the wife of Sam. Like, that is just oh. woman. Woman, wife of Sam. That wasn't even in the, like, that could have been her name. But we were all supposed to be in Tableau at that point. It was supposed to be, you know, everyone was there <laughs> dancing and waltzing or whatever it was. And then we're all supposed to freeze. And in this dress rehearsal, everybody knew it was your first kiss. So everybody's like <laughs> craning. It's like the first tableau <laughs> scene in the history of tableau. Also, you know, we're like 16, 17. I, I, I think I would put my first real kiss in like grade four. And that, that was my first real kiss. There've been, there were lots of kisses before that. I was. <laughs> we all play in different ways. Who knows? <laughs> Disney had a big influence on my life. And Mm. Oh, it was like constant, like princess life. So, and what right. do the princesses do in the movies? They faint and they get kissed by men without consent. So, apparently, that's the role models that I was introduced to in my lifetime. So, we've all come a long way. <laughs> yes. So, Rory goes to Dosie's market. She and Dean make little little eye contact and. He goes to meet her over by um, the ant spray and the cornstarch. Yes. Yes. Oh, the clever three. girl picking up some cornstarch. Yes. She said for all of her thickening needs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Dean uh, 
what is it that Lorelai calls him? Like a Lothario? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lothario Dean, who is just like so sweet and nice and not like pushy, swoops in. Swoops in for a little peck on the mouth. Mm-hmm. How sweet, mm-hmm. sweet little mm-hmm. Dean. And then Rory says, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And books it. <laughs> and, she just bolts, cornstarch yeah, in hand. Oh my god. <laughs> Creating quite the little reputation for herself. You know, shoplifting, mm-hmm. making out at Dothy's Market. <laughs> <laughs> and goes straight to Lane's and, and is like, Lane, Lane, I was kissed. And unfortunately, Mrs. Kim overhears. It doesn't it doesn't give it away that she hears, but she does. Uh and <laughs> Bless Lane. Oh, she's so sweet. She um, She's such a fanatic of this. She's so excited to hear. How did it happen? What happened? What is this? Tell me more. Tell me more. Bless her. She says, I have to get some dumb, ugly friends. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you feel a bit left out sometimes yep. when you're the one who yep. things aren't happening to. But um, but obviously, we're not going to tell Lorelai. Because... Um, um, because she already doesn't seem to like Dean. Like she's already keeping it quiet. I'm like, oh, can't yeah. tell her. Yeah, well, like her gut reaction is, I have to tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but wait, I can't tell my mom because my mom got all weirded out about, you know, before when I brought up Dean or when Dean came up. And Lane tries to kind of talk her down from that. She's like, well, you were saying that you weren't going to go to school because of, mm-hmm. of him. Like, I think this is okay. This is different. Like, you're doing fine. Everything's okay. And Rory just panics. And it's like, I absolutely can't tell my mom. And then, yeah, Mrs. Kim comes in. She's like, kissing. Who are you kissing? And Lane is like, Jesus, mama. <laughs> Rory and Dean are discussing um, pop versus soda. Mm-hmm. What is it for you? Oh, it's pop. Pop. Oh, yeah. For me, it's just, it's it's whatever the whatever the brand is or whatever it's trying to be closest to. So it's, it's Coke or Sprite or Pepsi. But all oh. in general would be like fizzy drink but you typically wouldn't even talk about it (laughs) but pop and soda mm -mm. no I wouldn't say either of those what I love about them in this scene so like this is the first scene of the of the episode we do have like the pre-credit scene but this is the first scene of the episode so we get right into they've kissed um but their dynamic now compared to a few episodes ago is so much more like on the level and so much more flirtatious like right off the bat so even with her, with the, with, you know, the cornstarch and, and my thickening needs, you know, there's still a little bit of backbone being built there of her, like, okay, I can joke around and it's not me being totally awkward and stupid and blubbling out saying I have gum, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fun to see that. And that maintains, I think, throughout, throughout the episodes. Yep. She's definitely relaxing around him. Not relaxed, <laughs> not relaxed no. overall. But she's she's a little bit more on board, still out of her element, but is less spooked, I think. How do you general. feel about his his approach to actually kissing her? He grabs some soda or pop, one can in each hand, and he hides it behind his back. And he's just like, oh, you need to guess which one. If you guess which one I have in each hand, you know, then you then you get soda and she doesn't even bother to guess or she starts to but he catches her off guard and then kisses her straight away by surprise so how do you feel about that is it cute is it weird i don't know i think i think it's cute yeah 
I'm not sure. I think it's it's very bold of him to do it in a public place. At work on on the clock? Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um it is, but I also think that he he knows that she's so like bumbling and and out of her depth that like he needs to go for it. Otherwise, like yeah. she'll be like, bah. and just mm-hmm. I feel like if he would like slowly go in for it, she'd be like Oh, gotta go and then just bolt mm-hmm. like she's she's a little fawn she's gone like <laughs> she's the deer oh there we go rory <laughs> is the deer who hit the car i think he was just like trying to get that first kiss like just get it get it done just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i think it was cute it's it's nice because he like wasn't putting her in a position where he'd maybe want to take it a bit further mm-hmm. like it was just like the icebreaker kiss so yeah i think it's cute yeah yeah, it's a low pressure, low stakes. She's got an escape route. She's fine. But we can't tell Lorelai. And because what's Lorelai doing right now? She's in a tiz. Um, she's trying to fix well, the yes. fridge. And right. definitely not in a state to chat about sensitive topics like boys and kissing. Um, she herself says that she's feeling crabby. So mm-hmm. um, Rory almost feeling like, oh, maybe can I? T-? No, I can't tell her. I absolutely, I can't tell her. I'm not going to tell her now, that's for sure. (laughs) She's not in a state. And so this isn't the first time that we've seen Rory withhold information from Lorelai because of Lorelai's mood. Um, And sometimes it's because Lorelai's been really happy and she doesn't want to bring her down. Sometimes it's because, you know, in this case, she's cranky from being on hold with all of these different fridge companies because it's making the sound and she doesn't want to make the sound again. (laughs) That kind of sucks. Like, mm-hmm. not being able to just tell your parent something that you really want to tell them for fear of their reaction, which is, like, I, I remember being 16. Like, you don't you don't really know what to expect, and something you're happy about isn't necessarily something that your parents are going to be no, happy about. I think Miss Lorelai Gilmore should be happy that the only thing her daughter is doing at 16 is kissing boys in supermarkets. <laughs> If I'm being perfectly mm-hmm. frank, mm-hmm. Um, considering the situation that Lorelai herself was in at 16. So I think there is a bunch of overreacting going on from both sides, like an overreaction in terms of fear of the reaction and an overreaction in general, which is like, I guess it makes sense that Rory is hesitant, but it just gets really awkward between them. Yeah. Like, it's just, and it shouldn't be. I have my theories about what's going on in their heads, but you know, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Rory, once she arrives home, has sort of calmed down a bit from the initial panic from the kiss. <laughs> and instead, the red-handed felon, <laughs> Rory, she admires her plunder, the, the <laughs> cornstarch. She pops it on her, uh, on her dresser yeah. as if like it's a little, a little trophy. <laughs> yes, yeah. girl. It's her little treasure. <laughs> yeah. In the first scenes, actually, Actually, the very, very first scene that we just completely glossed over is them talking about their mm-hmm. underwear. That's right. <laughs> so they're walking down the street and we see this is what, this is the Gilmore Girls, the show for me, the fall decor. It's autumn. It's like Thanksgiving. They've set the scene. There are leaves and pumpkins and like gourds. And there's just so much stuff and decorations everywhere. And it's kitschy and mm-hmm. it's amazing this Mm -hmm. is like my dream 
I love it. It is like quintessential autumnal vomit, basically. Like, <laughs> fall barfed on the town, and yeah. it is gorgeous and fun. And, like, you can't get away got- from it. Literally, the opening scene is like, did you know? <laughs> yes. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got Miss Patty with the with the dance students doing a Thanksgiving dance. And, oh, my gosh, th- there are these tiny children in costumes um some of them are dressed you know as a classic indian native indians um some of them dress you know pilgrim all the traditional problematic (laughs) visuals of thanksgiving um we've got gourds and pumpkins and someone's dressed up as corn two of them i actually paused two of them are dressed up not just as pumpkins but they're jack-o'-lanterns (laughs) <laughs> so I'm, my theory is that they're left over from Halloween. So they were their Halloween costumes and now they're, you know, reusing them. And it's just so sweet. I love that they're, like they're, they're into it. They're invested. They're going to be dancing their little hearts out for Thanksgiving. So sweet. <laughs> While Lorelai and Rory are having this chat about not underwear. Lorelai oh, yes, is yes, not wearing underwear. Like, like, <laughs> she to be... Walking through the square, the town square. Um, In a short skirt, I think. And then they get to Luke's and we meet Taylor Dosey. Is this our first time meeting Taylor Dosey? I think so, because I didn't recognize this man. He might show up at one point, but... But we have Taylor Dosey, the mastermind of the festivities and the decorations and just like the overall town vibe that Mm -hmm. that's on Taylor Dosey. He is trying to convince Luke to put up some fall decorations in front of the diner or in the diner or just anywhere. I think he would, he wouldn't care where the decorations end up as long as they were somewhere. And Luke is just like, absolutely not, not happening. Get out of my face, get out of my diner. I totally get where Luke is coming from. And I'm also on Luke's side but literally just to get Taylor off his back, like just put a wreath on the door, like just yeah. do something. You don't even have to see <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Like, <clears throat> I mean, we love Luke. Luke is who he is. We're not going to come down on Luke for having his preferences and setting his boundaries. <laughs> I just think he makes life very difficult for himself. Yeah. So they're trying to get coffee and muffins and Luke is arguing with Taylor or no one's paying attention. So they just start helping themselves. As they mm-hmm. do. And they're like, hey, I'm not wearing any underwear. Like, they even say it straight up. And he's just like, what? I think, like, I'm not getting any response here. But then on the way out, Luke says something like, watch S- out for Sit drafts. on a cold bench. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't sit on a cold bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. A rare moment, probably, of, of Lorelai and Rory not being served or getting any kind of in- instant attention going into Luke's. It's very rare, I think. But also, let's note, let's look at this compared to a previous episode when Suki went behind the bar. Yep, I was just going there. Yeah, and this time Lorelai is just helping herself to the coffee, <laughs> pouring the coffee, grabbing the cup. And the only the only thing that Luke comes in and stops her on is um, using use tongs to pick up the muffin. That's it. He doesn't yell at her. We don't get scary, scary dad Luke. <laughs> we get we get in the midst of I'm busy doing something else, but I'm going to talk to you gently, Luke. Which is really telling for how how intensely he feels about his conversation with Taylor because Luke yes. and Taylor 
are oil and water. They are <laughs> like the, like the ultimate. I know they're not even frenemies. They're just like constantly at odds. And this <laughs> is our first taste of the the Taylor Dosey Luke dynamic. And I see. I, okay. Yeah. So buckle up. So we know that Mrs. Kim heard the conversation with Rory and Lane. Yes. Although, like you said, she doesn't let on. She just kind of like ignores it and goes about her business, which doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily seem like a Mrs. Kim thing to do. So you like you'd expect more comments, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are kind of led to believe that she didn't hear it until Lorelai comes in to pick up a chair that's been sitting there for six weeks. <laughs> She's like, who buys a chair and leaves it for six weeks? Fair enough that Mrs. Kim is ticked off. She's not okay with her leaving this behind. Lorelai looks at it and she's like, oh, it's it, it's bigger than I remember. And Mrs. Kim, she says, it's been six weeks. Maybe it grew. <laughs> yeah. and I just Yes, every character in this show has their own form of wit. And it's, mm-hmm. so then she kind of gets into Rory's business and tells Lorelai that Rory had her kiss. And I have a little clip of this. I have a little clip. Lane is a young, impressionable girl. She doesn't need to hear about your daughter's kissing. Are, are the lids tight on the paint remover? Because you're sounding a little loopy to me. Loopy? What's loopy? <laughs> Rory's not kissing anybody. Yes, she is. She came in here and told Lane she kissed a boy in the grocery store. The grocery store, where we buy our food. This... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the worst possible thing. Like, they're kissing in front of the soda. No! <laughs> unhygienic (laughs) oh dear what a reputation now like you said i know like again heaven forbid a 16 year old has a a very like in in the theme of this like puritanical kiss like a little peck on the lips and Mm -hmm. heaven forbid that that happens where we buy our food i want to talk about lorelei's reaction like her immediate reaction to when she finds this out, because it's not what I expect, but it makes sense. Um, I'd almost expect her to react with a, what? Oh my God, she didn't tell me, with anger, with total um, disbelief and shock. But her reaction is soft and thoughtful. Um, her, like her energy is sort of, she, she keeps it under control. And it's like it's sort of running through her mind, like, oh, but she didn't tell me. And instead of anger, it's sort of it's curiosity and concern. And yeah, but I like, appreciate that that's how she reacted. Because initially it's disbelief because if she doesn't know, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then when she mentions that it was at the grocery store, she's like, "Oh, I know who works at the grocery store. I saw him at her party, and now this is actually plausible." Okay. That still is it's bizarre to me because if they are such good buddies, I just don't understand the need for concern. Like maybe the need that like the concern is that like she didn't tell her. I think that's but- what it is. I think it's it's the it's that it's starting to become a pattern that there is something that she's she's seeing hints of that are major in her life that she's not 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 part of or not being not being kept up to date with, especially now. If Rory's going to school and spending her whole school day in another town, she feels even further away. And she's going to school with kids that Lorelai doesn't know. 
Um, whereas before, Stars Hollow, obviously so much smaller town, she could you know easily stop by the school partway through the day, you know. And I think she would feel that much closer. And so there's now so much of Rory's life, unimportant things and also big things, um, that she's not immediately up to date on. Yeah, so that's fair. Yeah, I could see that. To me, it it feels like a little bit later on when she ends up stalking Dean at the grocery store, that she's <laughs> upset about like the kiss itself because mm-hmm. she's like, that's who did it. That's the guy. And so she's like, like, like trying to do her own like digging and getting the information kind of like in her own way. And it just still seems like she's concerned about like the kiss itself having happened. Mm. <laughs> and mm. it's just so weird to me because Rory isn't a child. Like, yeah. Um, but Lorelai does try to get the information from Rory initially. So Rory and Lane are wearing these sweet little pilgrim outfits and they're out like raising money. And is it is it money or food? It's the horn of plenty. Sh- yes, yeah. They're running some kind of a table, um, like a donation table, I think, at the Thanksgiving festival in the square. Yeah. And so they're going over the details of the kiss. They just look so cute. And Lorelai is at Luke's and they meet up for a quick, I think it's just a quick break. And Lorelai immediately is like, oh, I thought we were supposed to have lunch. Like she wants to like really just like spend the time and connect. You get to learn about uh, Lane's (laughs) first kiss, Uh, her, her, (laughs) her forehead kiss from Patrick Cho. Lucky girl, she gets kissed on the forehead by a guy who, and I'm going to quote, who truly believes rock music leads to hard drugs. Poor sweet girl. Just the other week she was, (laughs) just the other week she was skanking to rancid in her friend's bedroom before school. Like, but Lane proves herself to be uh, an awesome friend doing some digging and some research about uh, Mr. Dean here. We learned some things from... Have we met Todd? Apparently, Dean has a friend named Todd who Lane has spoken to. I don't know. But we learned some things about about Dean, particularly what kind of music he listens to. He listens to Nick Drake, Liz Fair, and The Sugar Plastic, two of which I'm familiar with, and the other I have no idea. Um, I don't know who any of them are. Ah, well... Nick Drake, I very much enjoyed Nick Drake. Nick Drake, I think, suits Dean. Well, mm, gives us some insight. So Nick Drake was uh, an acoustic folk singer, folk bluesy, but mostly folk singer in uh, in the 70s. And he has quite a sad story. He is someone who did not make it to age 27. Um, he uh, died from an accidental overdose of antidepressants. Uh, but his music is absolutely beautiful, I think. It's very, um, yeah, folky, very um, emotional and, and poetic and very, very introspective, often quite heavy lyrics, um, often focusing on depression and emotions. And um, I think that says a lot about Dean. I don't know what it says about Dean, but to me it's saying something about Dean that he really likes Nick Drake and actually mentions it, finds a CD later on in the episode. Um, Liz Fair is just like awesome rocker feminism chick. Just fantastic. And the sugar plastic, I do not know. Fill in the blanks. I have no idea. But um, 
Someone send yes. us their favorite song. Put your favorite yeah. song in the comments. <laughs> yes. Yeah, please do that. Um, Nick Drake is most popular, I think, for his song called Pink Moon. There's an album called Pink Moon. But my personal favorite is personal favorite album is Brighter Later, just for anyone who's concerned. And I think he's got a song called Northern <laughs> Sky, and that's my personal favorite. Anyway, total sidebar. We also learn about Beth. <gasps> Beth is note about Beth. Yes, she is, as as Lane finds out, Dean's ex-girlfriend, who, of course, even though things ended okay and they're not together and she's elsewhere, she's back in Chicago, um, of course she becomes the immediate focus for Rory because Rory is me and I always, always focus on, <laughs> focus on the other girl, the one who is probably better. She must be prettier. She must be, ah! And, uh, and then she immediately hates the name Beth. And, you know, like, she's of no concern. She is not important. Right. Of course, the focus goes there. So Yeah, like, as, as 30-somethings, and maybe you're still this person, maybe not. Um, <laughs> but, like, as, like, you look back and you're watching it, you're like, Rory, Beth doesn't matter. Beth isn't yeah. in the picture anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it, why is she, like, what's with this girl hate? Like, it's okay. <laughs> she's, he likes you. He kissed you at the store. He didn't kiss Beth mm-hmm. at the store. You know, I don't know. I wish I could explain that feeling because it still comes up sometimes for me. I'll notice it, but it still comes up and I just go. (gasps) And it's I don't know. It's some kind of a not competitive, but just like a like a insecurity. Yeah. Yeah. It's insecurity. Definitely. Yeah. Especially especially for like your first kiss person. Yeah. Wow. Like, I have it in the notes. It's like, why do girls have to feel so insecure about exes? They're exes for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't work out. It didn't work out. So, if he's kissing you at the store, girl, you're it. Like, I don't know. I guess we just always expect that there's going to be... I think it's because they show an example of, like, something that at some point in time was what this guy wanted. And, yeah. you know, when you break up, yeah, they're not suddenly the worst person in the world. They're not suddenly all of his opposites, you know, uh, you, you kind of look, you, you want to seek them out to sort of give evidence or to get some kind of information into like, well, what is he like? What works? And, you know, is she pretty? She's probably really, really pretty. And Oh no, now he's doing a step down. If he's after me and, ah, you know, anything that'll play into this insecurity. My biggest insecurity with the situation would be, did they only break up because he moved? Like, does he still love her? Yeah. Is he still pining after her? She's in Chicago. Like, it is, is this just like, uh, they yeah. agreed to break up because they didn't want to do long distance, but they're still desperately in love with one another. So I can see that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But my initial reaction was like, no, Rory. Yeah. It's you. Yeah, it's same. you now, girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's you. Yeah. yeah. Um, nevertheless, it's so fun to see Rory giggly and light for once i feel like she's always having to be well behaved or she's like in stress out mode but she's so giggly like almost all the way through this episode it's great it's so good yeah so she goes to meet lorelei for her coffee break and she's (laughs) like we gotta go it's so busy like the horn of plenty is almost full and lorelei tries this like weird roundabout way to get the information from rory about the kiss rory does not even clue in at all to this i feel like 
if they'd been able to actually have lunch like they planned, apparently this was planned that they would actually have lunch, then it would have felt a bit easier to confront this subject um, right right there, right here, right now, right? Um, but because it turned out she was only able to be free for a couple of minutes, it's so much, it, it's speedier. It's like, okay, we're in a public place. We don't actually get the time to chat. And I feel like, I feel like it could have been, had things gone to plan, then maybe, yeah, we're in a co- our comfortable place. We're in the diner. Let's chat about it. We've got some time. Um, but I think Lorelai does not quite recognize or you know she or she's so eager to still talk about it even in the like five minutes that she has you know just okay well let's get to it otherwise what are we going to talk about um actually this the way this scene opens (laughs) Lorelai is sitting alone at the at the table staring out the window Mm -hmm. and I wrote down she's doing a great Alfred Hitchcock (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> staring out the window observing her daughter at the table like <laughs> and she sees them chatting and being giddy and giggly so she knows they're talking about the kiss she knows mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. 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 and uh and and luke picks up on this and he's like you look concerned he's showing that like he he picks up on people's energy and you know when their looks he's already done this with rory before you know, you look like you need pie. Um, and and, and Lorelai is just like, no, no, I'm not here. I'm not here to talk to you. I, she's like insistent staring through the window. Um, she's like, I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm fine. He goes, you don't look fine. You look concerned. And they have this, of course, back and forth. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, there's so much flirtation in their everyday conversation. It's wild to me. It, the, it's insane. so, yeah, yeah. But neither of them actually <laughs> take it as flirting. Like, they both seem oblivious to the fact that they're flirting with one another. Yeah. We know. They, that's just their dynamic. And they're not realizing mm-hmm. that it's their, like, intense chemistry. That's yeah, just who even, they are. Even her her little jokes that are intended to be as as jokes and, like, little sort of write-off things for him. Um, she says something like, that you'd look great in a in one of those costumes. You know, you'd look really you'd look great in one of those costumes. Referring to, of course, how he's not getting into the spirit. He's not getting festive. Um, but that's what shuts him up. And you're like, okay, well, that's a compliment. Uh, <laughs> that's a little flirty compliment. What's going on here? And even the fact that he tells her not to sit on a cold bench, like that means he's thinking about the fact that she's naked under that skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's there. It's right out there in the open. After Rory leaves, Lorelai goes to scope out Dean at the grocery store. And Sneaks in the back. <laughs> what? And, and Luke is there. So you asked in one of the first episodes, does Luke ever leave the diner? This is her first non-diner Luke experience. He's at Dosi's. He's getting cream. And yes. to me, this feels like when you see a teacher like out in public, and you're like, oh, Oh my God, there you are. <laughs> well, and he comes up by surprise as well. Like he catches Lorelai in the act of like spying on Dean. It's very strange. <laughs> got it he right calls her here. out on it too. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. Hey there. Where we got kissed. What? Where we had our first kiss and that guy did it. Ah. Yeah. The new kid. Yep. <laughs> oh, look at him. Look how smug he is. He's bagging groceries. It's hard to be smug bagging groceries. Oh, look at 
how he just handled those lemons. What are you talking about? He threw them in the bag. Not tossed them or placed them, but threw them like they meant nothing to him. They're lemons. They're symbolic. Okay, we need to get you out of here. <laughs> the lemons are not symbolic, Lorelai. Relax. <laughs> There's no symbolic lemon happening here. She needs to find something to criticize him about. <laughs> and Otherwise, he's too gentle and nice. <laughs> He did it. He's the one that kissed her. He did this to her. Like, mm-hmm. that is so outrageous. Luke and Lorelai take a little stroll uh, yes, they down do. the sidewalk. It's, very sweet. Yeah. it's good. He he gets her away from the fire. <laughs> he's like, okay, we need to get out of here. And something I noticed is that he's so present and he's attentive and he's patient with her. Um, obviously, earlier in the episode, he's... <laughs> fired up and in the midst of like ah <laughs> of a of a but yeah he like he he listens and he lets her get out her ridiculousness but he's like he's right there he's paying attention he's not just sort of walking next door kind of going yeah okay let's just let her talk really 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 sweet really nice and he never gets his cream no that's a good point <laughs> he probably gets back to the diner and it's like Lorelai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thwarted like, again by Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> Classic. She's he, yeah, he lets her talk. He does try to interject and he does try to like uh, and she doesn't let him. Um and at the end of their conversation, he goes, So you've eliminated the need for like an actual human being to talk to? And she's like, Yes. Mm-hmm. And he just like he's fine with it. He likes their dynamic. They get home, I believe. Yes, yeah, so now is the time for confronting. Yeah, so Lorelai's, like, waiting at the window. Like, she is waiting for this kid to get home. Tries to be all casual, goes to sit on the couch, opens up a book. Like, she's just been reading the whole time. And then does the polar opposite of what she did in the diner. Instead of trying to dance around it, she just pops over Rory's shoulder. Kiss any good boys lately? Just goes for it. I think it's good, though. Because now, like, they're in their private space. And she's she's had her time to blow up about it. You know, she's had her freak out at Luke. Um, and she's she's seen Dean, so she's got, like, the visual. And it, maybe it's, like, an hour or two since that happened. I don't know, maybe more. But, like, I think now it makes sense. They're in their home. Let's talk about it now. And let's do it the Lorelei way, which is just go in. <laughs> but then they get so awkward about it. So here we go. Here we go. Since this morning, you didn't think you were going to be able to keep it a secret, did you? You were making out in the market. We weren't making out. It was just one kiss. Yeah, well, by the time that gets to Miss Patty's, it's a scene from nine and a half weeks. You've known all this time that Luke's here. Yeah. You could have said something. Now, funny, I was going to say the same thing to you. So. So. Why is it like this? It doesn't need to be like this. Like, Mm-mm. Rory immediately is like ashamed, not like ashamed and and uncomfortable. And Lorelai should be like, it's okay. Like, I want to hear about it. Like, she should be. But they're both just like, uh, uh, like feeling so weird about mm-hmm. the whole thing. It doesn't need to be weird, you guys. The fact that she would have told you ever is great. Definitely didn't tell my mom or dad or anybody about my first kiss or anything. Like, you don't (laughs) tell your parents these things. And the fact that, I don't know, the whole thing is just like, come on, man, both of you, snap out of it. I do do like that Lorelai makes it clear that, like, it's not that 
it, it's not that it happened that she has a problem with. She, she didn't love the way she found out, which was some weird back-ass way. Like, even if Lane had told her, then, you know, that would have been one thing. But it was Mrs. Kim. Like, what? What? Like, as, as an afterthought sort of thing. So I like that she does mention that. I didn't love the way I found out. But it's, she really wants to talk about it. And it's going to be something that's important for Lorelai to talk about. Because as you mentioned, <laughs> what was Lorelai doing at 16? She was pregnant, right? Um, mm-hmm. So teen Lorelai was a very, very different teen to teen Rory. It To me, I think it feels like Lorelai doesn't have any confidence in Rory in terms of, like, I know that Rory doesn't have a lot of experience with guys and, and that Rory herself doesn't necessarily have like a lot of confidence but the fact that she's so worried and she's so like invested in it instead of it just being like "Ooh, i heard you kissed a boy like you know and it being fun and easy and light because it should be a fun and easy and light conversation the fact that it's so weirdly heavy is so weird to me because it's just a kiss and it's, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like I would sort of take the same the same route because it's sort of. I. I. I wonder. She would probably expect her to tell her about it straight away, and tell her. Uh, uh, Lorelai would expect Rory to tell her right away, and then she could sort of gauge how does Rory feel about it. And I think because she didn't tell her straight away, then it's like, well, how do you feel about it? How I don't know how to how to continue with this like was it frightening for you was it fun like is it a big deal for you as much as it wasn't for me you're like what what I feel like she wanted to know how to proceed and if Rory was any other way or if Rory was any more like Lorelai was as a teenager she might be a bit more like expecting her to sort of oh, hey, I just had my first kiss and it was great and it was exciting and blah. But I don't know. I, I think her concern is a bit more with like, how does Rory feel about this and how has it affected her? Because she doesn't know. I guess to me, it's just because it's like such a non-issue in like so many people's lives that the fact that everybody's like weirdly sulking over the f- fact that it like happened and like it had to tell people and didn't tell people. And like, there's just like way too much drama around something that yes, when it's your first kiss, it's like in like it has a lot of meaning. Mm-hmm. It can have a lot of meaning, but it's not like she slept with him. Like no. it was a pet <laughs> no, grocery oh store, and people are like having like mini tantrums and like little ex- like crazies yeah. about like a a peck on the mouth. Well, I think it just shows how the community sees Rory. You know, they you know just the other week they were celebrating her birthday and all the stories of course were of her as a as a tiny tot so like her neighbors remember her making you know jumping into fairy rings and like making sandwiches for the fairies and stuff later that evening i believe uh they are going to get food for dinner as in their movie night but it's clear that rory is not fine with this um, and they are making their way to the market to pick up their goodies, which is going to be hella junk food and all the worst things you could possibly imagine, which at 16 or 17, I was totally okay with just like gorging myself on like chocolate and candy and oh, sweets yeah. and whatever. But Lorelai is in her 30s. I How? How can she get away? <laughs> like, 
I would make myself sick after like one chocolate bar by now. <laughs> it's rough. But um, uh, Lorelai assures her that, uh, you know, even though they're going into Dean's establishment, um, <laughs> that she will be cool. She says, yep. you will mistake me for Shaft. <laughs> and you know what? She is cool all the yep, way she through. plays it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really impressed. She's supportive and she's casual. And one of the first things she says to Dean is nice apron, which incidentally is the same thing that Rory said earlier this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, like mother, like daughter. We did it. And they feel like, feel like you've made it out unscathed. And then they have to split up because they... Rory's She's going to get the, the coffee. Yes. Rory gets the movie. Yeah. Dean comes out of the store. Because they forgot their red vines. Can't have a Willy Wonka night without red vines. Because, yeah, they're watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And they bring that up in the store. And Dean is Gene Wilder who's in it. But they said it was a different Gene. Like, it's with Gene Hackman, <laughs> right? And he's like, no, no, Wilder. That immediately, I think, plants the seed in Lorelai's head. And then Wonka I fan? had that interaction not happened, maybe this wouldn't have happened. They bump into one another again outside and Lorelai invites Dean to movie night. And right off you see Dean is like, oh, um, okay. I think he doesn't want to seem impolite. He just met Rory's mom. He doesn't want to say no to her, but he doesn't seem super keen. She does it very casually though. Very yes. casually. Lorelai is all proud of herself. She's like, oh, I invited your friend to movie night. Your friend Dean. And Rory blows a gasket. She mm-hmm. gets so upset. Which I think I think I would too. Maybe not quite like that. But like Rory is mortified. I'm sorry. I thought you would be happy about this. In what universe would I be happy? This isn't Amish country. Girls and boys usually date alone. I don't think of it as a date. I thought of it more as a hanging out kind of session. Well, I don't want our first hanging out session to be with my mother either. Stop saying mother like that. Like what? Like there's supposed to be another word after it. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Made me think of my mom because whenever we were annoyed with my mom, we would call her mother and she just hated Mm. it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, I get where she's coming from there. And I like that Rory immediately is like she's thinking about it in in the context of a date and dating because she likes him so much and she's so into this guy and it's like the first time that she's been like super into this guy and like Lorelai just doesn't really register that like that's where her head is at she's like what this is like super casual it's just like someone you met like whatever and she's not thinking of it as like a 16 year old yeah yeah well because I I wonder like for teen Lorelai would this have been wanted like it would it have been normal for like a boy she just kissed and and is is nervous around you know like would she have felt nervous around that I don't know like and I feel like Lorelai is really trying to 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 force the casualness upon this um but Rory is is not ready she is not cool with like casual she's not there yet they're almost almost she's trying but mm-mm-mm. yeah and and. Yeah, for Lorelai, she's just like, no, it's just a, it's a hangout session. Because it's not meant to be a date, but... No, not at all. And so, mm. as a first-time viewer, watching the show, Lorelai invites Dean. So before she even tells Rory, what was your gut reaction when Lorelai invited Dean to movie night? Uh, 
I, I was, yeah, that same, almost the same level of mortified. Just like, no, he belongs in this space. We belong in this space. There will come a time eventually, many years from now, <laughs> where they can cross over. But no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And, and I, Rory gets into that, too, because she's like, it's movie night. It's supposed to be like, you know, like sweatpants and jammies or like disgusting food. Yeah. And like, I want to be comfy. It's, it's not supposed to be like, now I have to look pretty and like pick clothes. And like, so she starts freaking out about how mm-hmm. there's just like this dramatic shift of like the vibe and Lorelai is like forcing, like you said, forcing this like casual vibe. And she's like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, you don't get it. Mm. And mm. then my first thought before Rory even got into here is like, she's so much more like her mother than she thinks she is. Yes. Yes. Because yes, the, the, as soon as there's a mention of Emily in this scene, that's what breaks Lorelai. That, uh, oh, and she realizes what, What's happening? He's the boy that I like. I know. I looked for one that you hated, but it was really short notice. And now he's forced to come over and sit with me and my mother and eat crap and watch a movie? Well, I've just invited a friend of yours to hang out. What's the big deal? I mean, what if Lane had done it? You're not Lane. You're my mother. You inviting him over is like grandma inviting a guy you liked over. You're comparing me to my mother? <laughs> but that's like mm-hmm. exactly what she would have done. She had they mm-hmm. both have this sense of like entitlement over the the lives of the people that they're, you know, in charge of without much thought for how they would actually feel about it rather than how they feel about it. Yeah. I I think Lorelai is so determined to show that she's cool with Rory dating, that she's not considering how it's actually affecting Rory. She's just seeing like, uh, she's she's going overkill. She's just so, she's so concerned with showing that like, I'm okay with this. I'm cool, mom. I'm, I'm totally different. No, you're not. Yep, but she's pulling the exact same kind of stunt that her mom would pull. Maybe the motives are different, but the yes. outcome is the same. And if that still comes from like the, the upbringing and... <laughs> influence i think of of emily being like well i think it's fine so why don't you think it's fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so part three of this clip this is the last one that i have from this scene look i'll go i'll uninvite him i'll tell him that it's canceled on account of i just found out that i'm my mother and i have to go into intensive therapy right now <laughs> rory kind of immediately tries to backtrack when she's like no like you're not and she's like oh but you just said like i mean yeah. my mom <laughs> Yeah. She's like, I didn't mean it like that. But the fact that like she had to say it at all means there's some truth to it. We get mm. Lorelai being cool Lorelai again in the very next scene. As I Rory, love this. Now, yes. now that it's a, a date and it matters, um, she needs to choose an outfit. And Rory has all of her different clothes on the bed. And she just doesn't know what to wear. And Lorelai, bless her, is all very fashionable. And... Mm-hmm comfortable in the world of clothes where we don't necessarily get the 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 sense that Rory is like she's happy to have a uniform at Chilton like she's not the fashionable one right and Lorelai comes in and it's like this one this says like I'm cute I'm casual I just threw this on but it looks so you know but it looks like knockout on me I love this dynamic between them because Rory is letting her help and she's actually taking her advice and she's listening and she's like attentive about it and she's acknowledging that like this is a a realm where maybe Lorelai 
knows what she's doing. She says, like, I don't do boys. Like, you're always so easy with the men. And I see you talking to guys and it comes so easily to you. Yeah. And I think back to, I would never have that conversation with my mom. <laughs> or any, like, maternal figure. I don't think. I mean, none of them are Laura like Amor. I don't think I would be able to have, like, like, a fully genuine conversation like that with an adult when I was 16. Like, it would be friends, maybe an older sister. Which is, I think, the relationship or the dynamic that they're trying to, to develop here for, for yeah. the viewers. Is that it's more of a sisterhood than a mother-daughter. But if my parents or if my mom had been like, you should wear this because of that, I'd be like, I am wearing the opposite of what you just told me to do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's absolutely mm-hmm. no way. Typically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're now getting a better example of, of Lorelai showing how okay she really is with Rory dating and, and boys. Because now she's not just saying like, oh, well, let's invite him over. She's now being like, okay, well, I'm going to be supportive and helpful. I'm going to ask if you want my help. Let you choose if you want my help. And then I'm going to offer it because this is something I'm comfortable with. This is where you could use my help. She doesn't just say, all right, kiddo. Well, you're on your own. See you later. You know. And so they're getting ready. And then they're like, he's late. And they're waiting for him. And they're waiting for him. And then they peek out the window. And so Dean has been outside with Bad Bet. For half an hour. And she's just been yakking his ear off. And they're just he's, so... He's been trapped by Babette and Maury. Um, he's clearly uncomfortable, but bless him, he's, you know, he's got manners and he won't just abandon them. Maury calling from, from the window, stay cool, kid. And I, <laughs> I feel like they would actually get on, you know, if they, if they had the time, if Dean wasn't about to, you know, hang out for movie night. Then, um, yeah, I feel like they'd have a lot of music in common. <laughs> they might get on. But uh, Lorelai very cleverly rescues him um, and manages to send him indoors, get him gone and safe. But we we learn that um, Babette approves, very, very strongly approves. She insinuates that that news is spreading throughout the town. Everyone's finding out. And... She is, she becomes one of those people who have shown up many times in my life who sort of, they jump on the excitement and like, and the fantasy train of like, they sort of get this vicarious joy through someone else's exciting news. And, but she says that thing that I hate so much, which is, oh, invite us to the wedding. Oh, their kids are going to be gorgeous. Yeah, you're going to have my babies. (laughs) Oh my God. What if they don't want to have babies? <laughs> also, they had one little smooch at the grocery store. Also, they're 16. Don't talk to they're her 16. about babies. That's Lorelai at the end of this scene after the thing of the, oh, their kids are going to be gorgeous. Lorelai's like, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, nope. like, I'm not ready. We're for not that. talking about kids. We're about to go watch Willy Wonka and gorge ourselves on candy. <laughs> so they go inside and they're getting the tour of the house it's very uncomfortable the doorbell rings so rory continues the tour they go into her room and has she has like a stuffed chicken which i think is very i love this scene actually i think this scene was so 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 clever so we yeah we've just had the awkward house tour lorelei is trying to like fill the silence with small talk and and something trying to keep it still very casual it's really awkward so the yeah the three of them together there's a weird kind of energy but when it's Lorelai and Rory speaking, they're sort of back to their, okay, 
All right, yeah, like their their dynamic is completely different to Lorelai and Dean. And then when it's just Rory and Dean left on their own, they're, you know, it's not awkward anymore. It's, or it's only as awkward as they left it, which is, by this point, they're a bit more casual, a bit more comfortable. Like his face relaxed. It's like a, there's a visible relaxation in his face. That's just like, okay, now I can just talk to you. I don't have to be like stranger guest mode. And so when they, or when he goes into her room, he asks, you know, what's behind this door? That's her, that's her room. He immediately goes to the stereo and picks up a Nick Drake CD and Rory doesn't follow him in. She's observing him from the doorframe, which I think is such a realistic thing of like, there's a boy in my room. There's a person who does not actually belong in this space. I, if, if I step beyond this doorway beyond this threshold, then suddenly we're in my room together. Yeah, she needs to let it sink yeah. in first that like this is him in my space. Um, it's too my, vulnerable. Yeah, she needs to like keep the distance because yeah, otherwise it's them in there together. Yeah, it's like she's trying to get her head around this concept of him in in her space. But, um, and he notices this. He's you know like, are you gonna come in? And she's almost cool. With her explanation, she's like, um, oh, you know, you know, I hardly ever stand here. You know, the, the the room looks so different from here. And it's it's true because suddenly you see all of your familiar things in your room in a new way. Um, like suddenly it's the, the, the embarrassing things start to stand out or the like, yep. oh, I didn't put that away. Or like, oh, my God, there's my bra. Like, ah, you know, otherwise you wouldn't notice. But <laughs> it's, just, it's oh, it, it's just such a really real and very relatable scene, I think, anyway, to get to still, you're still sort of dealing with the butterflies. And, and bless him, he's so great. He asks, he even asks, like, would you like me to get out of here? Like, is this uncomfortable yeah. for you? And so they're in the room because the doorbell rang. And they're like, That's oh, right. it's the pizza. But it's not the pizza. It's Suki. It's <laughs> Suki. <laughs> Making her first appearance of the episode, I think. You know, everybody wants to get a glimpse. Everybody wants to see... Dean, it's Rory's first kind of bow. And so Suki comes and Lorelai is like, she's going to think I invited you. You need to leave. Like, I'm not parading him around. I already messed up by like having this night happen at all. Like, I'm not going to get in any more shit with my kid. You need to go. And she accidentally grabs the pizza because the pizza boy also comes at the same time. And Suki came under the pretense of bringing cupcakes. And so Lorelai, you know, <laughs> like, I need to have something in my hands from having been to the door. And they both just based on the fact that Suki has the pizza, Lorelai has the cupcakes. They come out and they're like, where's the pizza? And then <laughs> Suki just comes in like, oh, you got your pizza right here. They're just <laughs> like, hi, Dean. Oh, I don't know. Um, you just look like a Dean. Don't you look like a Dean? I think out of all like the people in this room, he's the one who looks most like a Dean. <laughs> Lorelai is trying so hard to keep it not weird. And she's, she knows, she knows that Suki is stalling and just like, she's, she's trying so hard and she's doing a really good job covering, I think, until she isn't. And then she's found out and Rory is still weirded out at the end of this scene. Like she tried so hard. (laughs) Dean says, thank God there's good pizza here, which got me thinking, isn't he from Chicago? And isn't Chicago known for pizza yes exactly and so at first i was like have you not had good pizza but no it makes perfect sense because if he's coming from chicago then he is used to good pizza 
So That's thank it. God there's good pizza in Starts Hollow as well. I, it took me a while to actually get my head around that. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you talking about? And they all take a bite of the pizza at the same time. And it's such a good, it's so good. It like, it brings the chaos to just like a sudden calm. It's like, a, it, it, I wrote down that it's, it's a great synchronized equalizing moment. Because now they can all shut up and eat the pizza. You know, they've all got something in their mouths. They're all, you know, they can yep. just focus on something else. And it's just, <sighs> you can breathe all of a sudden. <laughs> so Lorelai during the movie excuses herself to go make popcorn mm-hmm. as if they don't have enough stuff on the table. <laughs> Lorelai excuses herself and doesn't come back. And this scene to me was the most like the memories of being young and on a date and watching a movie with a guy and the moment where they're like looking and then looking away because the other person looks that moment of just like looking back and forth and never making the eye contact, but mm-hmm. always just kind of like watching like, Oh, I can't let them see me watching. And then the other person's doing it back to you. Dean snaps Rory out of that cycle and she bolts. She panics yep. and runs back to the kitchen where she confronts Lorelai. Like, she's like, what are you doing? Why haven't you come back? Like, I need you. And Lorelai's like, well, I'm trying to be a girlfriend. And I have the scene here. And I think this is really sweet and really good because this just shows Rory's inexperience, but also that she does need her mom for mm-hmm. this life experience. Whereas, like, like I was saying, and I've been saying the whole time, like the majority of people do not want their parents involved in any element of this aspect of their lives. But Rory is a completely different type of, of teenager. You said thank you? <laughs> when he kissed me. Wait, he kissed you again? What, is he just out of prison or something? No, not now. Yesterday at the store? Oh, all right. Strike the prison comment. So wait, he kissed you and you said thank you? Yes. Well, that was very polite. No, it was stupid. And I don't know what I'm doing here. You're sitting in the kitchen. What kind of chaperone are you? Hey, I'm not trying to be a chaperone. I'm trying to be a girlfriend. Well, switch gears because I'm freaking out here. (laughs) I love that so much. The fact that she's like able to talk to her mom about it, to be able to confide in her and be like, I need somebody to take the like romantic tension out of that room Mm -hmm. i need you mom don't be a girlfriend be my mom go supervise (laughs) Mm -hmm. and lorelei has a great line in that scene where um so rory's just you know obviously just said how how much she's freaking out and and like her nerves from from the weird thank you thing they're all bad and she's like i don't want to do something moronic and lorelei says well once your heart's involved it all comes out in moron yeah (laughs) Such a good idea. But like, okay, just can we just go back just for a minute or two to exactly this feeling of Rory being left alone with Dean in the room. So they were like well into the movie watching by this point. And he's like, he's grabbed a cushion for her to make her a bit more comfortable. And yeah, she's like, she's looking at him. She's seen, she's like contemplating his profile. and, And he does kind of catch her at one point and he does these quick eyebrows hey and like ah! <laughs> no oh my god she's been found out and that i think is what prompts her to escape yeah to the kitchen and like because he's been physically moving closer to her and yep. like 
gosh, this scene was so well constructed and like it just the performances are so good. However, um, why are they all wearing shoes? Indoors? I also noticed that I hate it. <laughs> I hate I that. Hate it. <laughs> I, hate I think it. it's an American thing. Maybe. I could be mistaken, Maybe. but Americans I, chime in. This, What's going on? He's like teasing her. Like he knows that she's looking at him. Yeah. And he's just I, being like I, like, I love it and I hate it because it makes me so uncomfortable, but it's also like it's wanted, right? Because suddenly, like obviously. We are all Rory in that moment, right? Like, we're just like, oh, God, he's flirting with us, too. Like, ah! And I get, like, physically uncomfortable and frightened of those moments. But also, I want them. But I don't. But I want... But I... Ah! <laughs> this is my weird... My weird personal experience with, like, flirtation and any kind of, like, suggestive anything. That this is my reaction is is typically fear. But also attraction you know Ugh. and so i i yeah this this scene made me feel very strange things <laughs> and then there's me and then he says hey i'm like kiss him kiss him kiss him go <laughs> yes no, girl no no i would have run away i'd have gone upstairs and not shown up for the rest of the evening <laughs> i would have been like my mom is gone it is it is go time like we are <laughs> part two it is the kiss the sequel let's go <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, so Lorelai is on her way back from the kitchen um, at the at the insistence of Rory. But Rory's not okay with going back in there because like, oh my God, then he'll think that I like came to get you. And so uh, you go in and I'm going to go and tell him I'm like washing my face or something. So suddenly we're, again, like I mentioned, there's a weird dynamic between the two, between the pairs. So this time it's Lorelai and Dean together in the room, which is unusual they haven't yet been well other than the invitation to to movie night they haven't yet been just the two of them together while this scene is happening they're watching one of the weirder scenes in Willy Wonka Mm -hmm. and the Chocolate Factory like it's just it's one of the most uncomfortable scenes where he's actually going like really psycho and we don't know it's it's a weird scene it's a weird one of the weirder parts but Lorelai I think I really like her in this scene she's very complex she's being the mom Almost a mom role for both of them and a friend right now. Mm. She's almost strict, but not quite, not quite terrifying. (laughs) She's She's, just, she's threatening Mm -hmm. that it being too scary. Like you get, you take her seriously because she is coming at him with the like wrath of the town. Should anything, any type of emotional damage befall her Rory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, she tells him, she says, sweetheart, the whole town is watching you. And you're almost thinking like, is this going to scare him off? I was nervous. Is it going to scare him off? But brave old Dean here goes, it's my turn to speak. Politely. My turn to speak. And uh, he lets us all know that he fully recognizes the importance of Lorelai to Rory. He he knows how much that Rory respects her and and turns to turns to her mom. Um, huge respect, but he's not going anywhere. And uh, and I like that by the end of this scene, Lorelai doesn't give it all away, being like, "Yeah, I like you. Okay, you're great." She says, "I want to like you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's not there yet. She doesn't hate him. She's concerned, as Luke pointed out earlier. Um, and honestly, she probably hasn't made her mind up yet. So no, she hasn't really had enough opportunity. All she knows is that. Yeah. He works at the store and that Rory has an interest in him. Like, that's it. That's all she's got. Like, she doesn't know anything about 
his character, his personality, like nothing. So she's she's not immediately going into it saying, "Oh, I don't like this kid. He's not going to be any good for my daughter." Like, but she's also not immediately on board either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we get a little bit, just a little bit. I felt of insolence from Dean, just like a little, like just enough to like give him the confidence to like able to respond to her in a way that feels confident. Like you still get a bit of the like, I'm a teenager and I will do what I want kind of thing. It started just enough, I think, to make it almost believable. Like mm-hmm. he just doesn't like go into himself and say, oh, okay, Miss Gilmore, you know, nothing like that. It still has like a bit of a chip of like a bit of that teenage chip there. Yeah, I wonder because we don't know anything else about him. We know about his friend Todd, but we don't know anything mm-hmm. about his family. We know that he's been in a relationship before. How did that go? And I wonder, are we going to find out anything more about his backstory? Or is he going to be mystery man, outsider guy? Because he's still outsider. And I wonder, I want to know how the rest of the town treats him or continues to treat him. Like, okay, now you're not just an outsider, but you are now attached to our Rory. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And like even know. Luke says that he's like, oh, the new guy. Like they know that he is the new guy. Everybody's aware of him because he's yeah. somebody who moved in and there's such a small town and he works at the grocery store. And who's that guy working at the grocery store? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody is aware of him. And yeah, now suddenly he's involved with our beloved Rory. Rory yes. and Dean are, are, are on the porch. Yes. yes. Alone at last. And it's very very brief. There's not a whole lot of words in this one. Um, but he says, tell your mom thanks for movie night. And they have a really nice kiss. They're and he says. There for me. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy and, that, uh, that he kind of teased her about it. Like he's good at rolling with her discomfort and not taking it personally and making it light. Like, he doesn't fuss over her being like, oh, I know you're uncomfortable. Like, uh, and he doesn't make her feel bad for being uncomfortable. He just makes it It's a really, it's a nice level of teasing. And the whole episode wraps up with Lorelai in full-on tired parent mode, because it's been a day for them. Um, She's flat on the bed. Rory joins her um, and adopts the same pose, which is so sweet. Just like the... elbow over the head and just kind of okay pensive they both appear to be pensive rory eventually gets up to leave okay this is just gonna be an all right good night sweetheart see ya but she stops and uh and lorelei reiterates that she she really wishes that she'd heard about the kiss in some other way like directly from her um she still really hadn't heard the details at that point right like she knows it happened (gasps) she knows where it happened happened. but she's just like i just wish i'd heard about it you know like she Because Rory asks you, she's like, Mom, like, are you okay? Rory reveals that she was scared, um, which, yeah, fair enough. I don't know how my mom's going to react. And she was scared from the kiss as well. Like, what does that mean about her? Like, ah, ah, she didn't plan this. Ah!" And Lorelai, bless her heart, she says, I'm not mad. I just really wanted to hear about it. That's so important, I think, for her to know, for Rory to know that she's not mad. Like, you're, I'm not punishing you. None of this has been punishment. You haven't done something that I don't approve of. I just really wanted to hear about it there. And so, okay, they're making their plan for bed. They're heading off for bed. Just kidding. Rory is ready to spill. And yeah. so she 
jumps onto the bed and suddenly they're girlfriends again. You know, it's giggly and it's something, something. It's aisle. Aisle. Good Ooh, aisle. Good aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really nicely wrapped up episode. I think yeah. so much fun. And so like, that's, that's the reaction that both of them wanted from the get go, but then neither of them were able to like bring themselves to that point. But Lorelai could have easily brought her around faster. I think so like Lorelai's yeah. reaction and Lorelai's hurt and confusion over like how to handle the situation could have, if she had been able to just like rally from that I mean, like, so I heard about this kiss. Tell me about it. Like if she had mm-hmm. come to it with excitement and enthusiasm and like wanting to know so that right off the bat, Rory knew it was safe. They wouldn't have been that awkward and uncomfortable and like, no, that's it. Because if she assumes that Rory would have told her, she knows that she's been keeping Dana secret. That means Rory doesn't feel safe or comfortable talking about it. So she doesn't expect to have to parent Rory. She expects Rory to just be like, already self-taught and comfortable and having to like know everything already. And so she just expects Rory to have all of the tools that she needs and that her job is done. But also not at all because she expects that Rory can't handle anything in this realm at all and that she has to be concerned about what's going on. It's it's right. like a little hypocritical. Yeah. Ah, parenting. I don't parenting. envy you. <laughs> I- all right. Well, that's us, I think. Mm-hmm. This has been a long one, but I feel like we had a lot a lot to cover. Yeah, this is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have been the Belladonna Watch Club. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Catch us next week here on YouTube or wherever you stream your podcasts. We are now on, I think, Apple Podcasts, definitely Spotify, Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I've been Jenny. She's been Lisa. And we'll see you next week. Toodaloo. <laughs> Bye.